Hey guys, welcome to the San Diego Local Podcast. I'm Steven Levinson, your host and your local 401k specialist. Today I'm really excited. We have two wonderful gentlemen coming on who are making a big difference in the lives of young men who have struggled with substance abuse and addiction. Our first guest is Alex Zemeckis, owner and founder of The Grounds Recovery and Scott Deliau, who is the admissions director and outreach specialist at The Grounds as well. Just a little brief background on The Grounds. They're a transitional living program, and they specialize in assisting young men anywhere from 18 to 30 years old who have really struggled with substance abuse, addiction, um, and you know the prerequisite to be at The Grounds is that you have to have already completed a primary treatment. Uh, their typical member there is looking for a supportive environment that will help strengthen their recovery, help them prevent relapse, and integrate newly acquired skills into their everyday life. I am very, very excited to hear from them as this last year has been really tough with COVID. There's been a very big spike in mental health issues as well as substance abuse issues, and it's going to be great to get their point of view. So stay tuned. Alex Zemeckis? Yep. Is that how we pronounce it? You got it. Pleasure and to be here, Scott man. Scott Delio? Delo. Delo. Yeah. How dare I? I love <laughs> Delio. I get that all the time. Very cool. Delo. Well, thanks for coming today, especially it being Mother's Day. Uh, it's huge having you on. You guys are making a big difference. And uh, just tell us, just give us a little brief background on who you are, um, just a little bit about your experience um, in the recovery field. And what's going on with you guys today? Thanks. Yeah, grateful to be here too. Um, yeah, my you know my experience with recovery is uh, been sober about eleven years now, and you know it's definitely the smartest decision I ever made in my life. Um, you know, it was just going down hard and fast uh, and getting sober. You know, as you as you can as you've heard by many, gave me my entire life back. So. Um, create a business seven and a half years ago called The Grounds, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without my recovery. And The Grounds, uh, we focus on transitioning guys back into work and school and, you know, focusing mostly on life skills, uh, post-treatment, post-residential, which means, you know, your first 30 days in a program or post-detox. Lots of times, guys, and, and this was part of my story as well, were, uh, Need, need life skills training, right? So we focus on that. And uh, we've been in this for seven years. So, Scott? That's huge. Nice. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I'd step up to the mic just because it's a little tough, but... So I got... Um, I was living in L.A. for a lot of years, and I was working in the, the music business. Very and cool. um, things got a little out of control on the tail end of that job. So <laughs> I ended up getting uh, going to treatment, getting sober, and... Uh, 
not just like Alex said, a great decision, mm -hmm. one of the best decisions I ever made for sure. Um, so about six or seven years ago, I started uh, working in treatment myself, and I worked at a couple uh, transitional living places like the grounds up in L.A., and then I um, ran a detox up in L.A., mm -hmm. and then I went to school with, uh, with Cannon growing up in La Jolla, and I was talking to him when I got sober about what he was doing down here at the grounds. And that's how, uh, you know, we were just always hoping that, you know, eventually there'd be a, you know, window for me to come down. I wanted to come back to La Jolla anyways, eventually. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's beautiful. Yeah. So the opportunity came up. I met Alex. They needed someone to do outreach and admissions. And, uh, I moved in that position about, uh, coming up on two years ago. So. Um, super excited. And, uh, you know, based on the programs I worked at up, at, up in LA, this has been like a breath of fresh air to work with people who are really doing it for the right reasons and actually doing, you know, a program that is kind of night and day to what I experienced up there, mm -hmm. where we really are getting kids back to, back to work, working on life skills, executive mm -hmm. functioning, but also the key, uh, recovery component in there too. So. Um, it was just a good fit. So I was stoked to move back down to LA yeah. and, you know, haven't looked back. So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, last, I mean, this last year with the lockdown as well too, I mean, how has that affected you guys? I mean, I know that mental health has just, it's gone down the drain. Substance abuse has spiked tremendously. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you guys? I know that you guys only have two properties right now. Am I right on that? Actually, uh, no, we have three and, uh, we have three levels of care. And, um, okay. you know, getting, you know, as far as your question is concerned, it, it kind of, it's a great way to kind of discuss this because, you know, our program is specific in the sense that we don't have what's called PHP IOP, which is mm -hmm. like partial hospitalization, you know, day treatment. So when you hear PHP or IOP, that means you're going to a program during the day, but you're not living there. Right. And most places are that model these days. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, aftercare or post residential treatment, that's kind of where, you know, where, how they plug people into that. We're unique in the sense that we don't have an IOP attached to our program. Mm -hmm. Um, we do everything just coaching. So that allowed us to have guys work at grocery stores, get jobs, you know, uh, retail stores, stuff like that. So, as far as like a grocery store job is concerned, when COVID hit, you know, our population is 18 to 30. So yeah. a lot of these, you know, managers at these places like Sprouts and Vons and all these places were like, hey, man, you're young, you're healthy. I need you here on the front lines. Mm -hmm. And um, it really worked in our favor because if we were kind of shackled to an outpatient facility, we'd have to do all that work on Zoom. Right. And so because we were vocationally based, these guys could go to work and um, – but yeah, it was parents, you know, and Scott can speak to this. Kids were coming back from school, living at home with their parents, and parents were like, man, your behaviors are out of control. <laughs> Get <laughs> so, us out of your hair. So they got to see it clear as day. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. If you would have pulled me out of college when I was 21 yeah. years old and had to go move in with my parents, they would have been like, you got problems. Yeah. You know? Oh, like, for sure. The way I was drinking and using was just standard for UCSB, yeah. but like moving back home, like all these kids. So everyone was just a little more wow. aware of what's going on with their families. So we saw, we were really busy all the way through. I didn't even think about that. Cause imagine all the kids that go to college, especially in that age range that are used to the, 
uh, frat life or the partying life. And now, mm-hmm. you know, the parents are like, okay, you got to come home. We may not even want to pay $50,000, $60,000, $80,000 a year for college. You're going to come home. You're going to do it from, you know, from home. Yeah. And they still have a lot of those behavioral issues and, and maybe that even that addiction that they didn't even know about. Yeah. A lot of these guys would have probably flown under the radar that we got this year right. for a little longer, maybe cruised all the way through college, you know, but because they had to come home, put a break <laughs> right in the middle, <laughs> oh like everyone's like, you know, and they're not used to living, they're used to living on their own. So they're just like, don't tell me what to do. And then it just like escalates yeah. the parents and the kid and they, you know, it just was a nightmare. And that's the same story I heard from so many parents over and over. So. And mind you, just for those who are listening, if you go on to thegroundsrecovery.com and take a look at where they're located, it's kind of on the cusp of North PB, La Jolla mm-hmm. region. Beautiful area, beautiful homes. They provide so many amazing services for these young adults. And I think it's it's huge because the thing is these guys get out of rehab and then they go, now what? Yeah, you know, exactly. and that's where they can really fall off the horse. And they don't have those skills like you guys were talking about yeah. finding a job, accountability and so on. So what talk to me about maybe some of the um, what are some of the hardships, you know, when you deal with young adults? I mean, what, what are some of the struggles? What are some of the blessings? Just. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's it's hard to get sober when you're young, yeah. you know, when you're between the ages of 18 and 30. I mean, especially the ages of like 18 and 22, 23. I mean, you're not even generally legally allowed to drink yet. Right. Um, and so there's so much FOMO, fear of missing out, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of comparing insides with others outsides, right? Like how I feel within myself compared to how that looks on the outside. And then you magnify that with social media. And, um, you know, that's really par for the course for a lot of our guys. So generally it's just hard to get sober when you're young. The thing is, is when you get sober when you're young, you have your whole life ahead of you, but you can't really tell somebody that. It's like they have to grasp that for themselves. Um, Addiction is one of those things where it's, you know, it's a, it's a, if you want to believe that it's a disease model, which I am, a, I believe that school of thought, um, it's a disease that tells you you don't have it, mm-hmm. which is entirely self diagnosable, right? <laughs> so it tells you you don't have it, but you have to completely diagnose it for yourself. And that's really hard when you're, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, man, and you're just still growing, especially, you know, men stop growing at age 25. So mentally, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, entirely. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still growing. Yeah. Years. I'm working on some of my <laughs> emotional maturity, but, uh, that's, that's, that's a challenge that we have for sure. And, uh, I think Scott and I are just sort of in the business of, of planting seeds and throwing life preservers, right? Yeah. It's up to them to really grab on. We can do everything we can to like nudge them to grab on, entice them, but they have to grab on at the end of the day. Well, so. I think what helps is that you guys are both like super cool guys. <laughs> Surf, you like to do yoga, outdoorsy. So there's an appeal there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we try to model good behavior in sobriety, you know, so we do a lot of surfing at the grounds and That's we awesome. actually have to downplay that a lot because, <laughs> you know, parent, we get, most of our guys are coming from across the country. Yeah. So they're not surfers coming in. So parents have this, you know, preconceived notion that we're going to be like Spicoli, you know, smoking yeah. pot. But like for a lot of us, you know, we're surfer. Everybody that works at the grounds is pretty much a surfer in recovery or like trying to be a good surfer. <laughs> so 
But then the day that's huge is just being active. It's connecting with nature and it's allowing them to realize like there's way more to life than just the booze or yeah, yeah. Well, it's all we know how to do, right? right? Until we get sober. And so you look at this place like San Diego and man, you know, that's why with our adventure therapy, like the surfing and the yoga and all that great stuff, it's just getting them hooked on that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they start feeling so much better in sobriety that they see, you know, they don't want to switch back to what it was, you know? So, you know, let let me ask if someone's listening to this and they go, you know, I I think that, you know, my, my kids got a problem and, you know, I would like to move forward with the grounds. I mean, what is that process like from start to finish? And I know you guys have, uh, I believe a five-step program within the grounds. I know that you enforce, uh, individuals that are there to partake in a 12 step recovery program. That's very important, Mm -hmm. but you guys also have your own processes. What does that look like? And prior to them even joining, what does it look like for them to even be a part of the recovery family? Yeah. I mean, so all the guys that come to us are coming from either a 60 or 90 day program, 30 days sometimes, but, uh, generally 60 or 90. So they have to be in some sort of treatment before they transfer to the ground. So that's the first prerequisite. So, um, you know, we are 12 step based. So guys are going to 90 and 90. Um, we're a six month program. They got to sign on to that, mm-hmm. but we really do. So I'll get on the phone with a guy who's in treatment and talk to him and tell him exactly what's going to be expected of him and tell him about the program, hopefully get him excited about it. But, um, I really want to tease out, you know, is he open to working a recovery job? Is he open to going to meetings? You know, so so it's really important for you guys because I think there's been a concern for a lot of parents is that, oh, my God, are my kids going to go to this you know program, whether it's rehab or a sober living or whatever, and they're going to commingle with other guys that like to do drugs or drink and stuff? Is it going to make them worse? And so I think it's important for you guys that you guys bring on people that really want this thing. They really want to make a change in their life. They're serious about it. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a parent and you're contemplating if your child has an addiction problem, um, you know, regardless of the age or gender, I think if if it's starting to be glaring where the signs are starting to become obvious, um, I would say, you know, luckily there is a solution for this problem, but just get ready for a long road. Um, I think parents that are expecting you know, their son or daughter to get fixed within 30 or 60 days is just unrealistic. You know, um, these are long-term behavioral issues and consistent things that need to get unraveled and relearned. And that takes time. So honestly, if, if, you know, your best outcome for long-term recovery is a year of support. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you can get somebody within a, like a year sober and support them up to that point, they've got a pretty good shot. So, yeah, I mean, the rationale for going to a transitional living program like the grounds is that you can't just go to treatment and then go home mm-hmm. or go yeah. back to school. Right. You'll forget about everything you learn. So you need that in between stage between treatment and real life. And that's where we come in. You know, we're not trying to be treatment. We just want to work on the stuff that we found we needed when we left treatment ourselves. Like I needed a job, but I also needed to continue therapy. Mm-hmm. I needed to be surrounded by people who are doing, uh, you know, positive actions and, 
you know, really what we do is just build self-esteem because a lot of these guys, you know, have tanked out of school or had some, you know, financial or legal issues going on. So they really need to get some wins going back on and be around a group of people that are doing the same thing. And we're small enough, so they're not going to be around like, you know, like parents think I'm going to send my kid to treatment and he's going to pick up worse habits, right? <laughs> you know, like we're the opposite. We're like small. So we're eight guys at house one, seven guys at house two. So yeah. Very small. You're this not. Isn't, a, this isn't jail, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. I went to a jail type rehab. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the the reason why we require they come from somewhere else on the front end, like a treatment center on the front end, is because that that detox process has to happen, which we're not equipped for. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, that family groundwork's been laid, um, which is really important, and the medications and all these kinds of things. Um, so. Treatment is essential. It's got to be the first step. But as we were saying before, it's like, you know, you were saying, now what? Right. I mean, that might as well be our tagline. The yeah, grounds, now what? Now what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's scary for especially those families that maybe addiction wasn't as prevalent. And now all of a sudden there's this kid who popped up and yeah. they've got some serious issues and they cannot stop. And they're absolutely ruining the whole family. Yeah. And that's the other part that if the family's not on board, we lose the kid every time. Right. You know, kid or young man or whatever. I say kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm older. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. He's right. If the parents aren't bought into the process, the chances are because I will say even though the kid is acting out or the young adult is acting out, a huge part of the issue is the parenting that's led up to that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh not to be shameful or whatever, but a lot of that behavior needs to be kind of looked at and those behavior patterns need to get unraveled, as I said earlier. So if the parents aren't on board to do things a little bit differently than they did before or or, or willing to change, um, it's just going to be a lot more challenging. So if we can get parents to be very open to this process, and and this is a lot easier said than done. I mean, this is a very, very difficult thing. Mm -hmm. We're basically saying, you know, this is, what Canon uses this, our Canon is our program director. He uses this analogy a lot. You guys have been reading from a script for a long time, years. I'm going to tell you to put that script down and pick up a brand new one. And that's basically essentially what we're doing. So, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. So right yeah. now you guys are just, you guys are just here in Pacific beach. I mean, do you guys have any plans for expansion in other areas? I know that on the site, you guys talk about, you guys pride yourselves in, in remaining small. You have almost that boutique feels that we're about mm-hmm. quality, not quantity, but so, do you have any so plans we, for expansion or? So we have a, so we have the main house, which is kind of above turquoise and bird rock. Okay. Then we have right down the street is the step down house. So it's three months in the main house, three months of the step down. And then we have a graduate house, which gets guys closer to that year mark. That's in um, Bay Park, Bayho, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I'll let Alex talk about the women's program. Well, yeah, I mean, I, we, you know, we, we, we do want to be kind of the, the, the smallest, biggest program out there, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, right? We, we do pride ourselves on being very boutique and, you know, Attention relational and that, exactly. Right. And just knowing, you know, it's nice to know who my guys are and what they're doing. And, you know, if, if I get a call from, from a, somebody saying, Hey, you know, how's Jimmy doing? It's like, I can get it, get an up, give him an update. That's yeah. a nice thing. 
So the next sort of organic move to make was to work with women, right? I mean, we've been we've been seven and a half years in um, working with men, so um, it's uh, it was it was like the next sort of best thing to do, and we're excited about it. So we're we're in the process, and we're looking to take clients this summer. So we have the property secured in Bird Rock, and just getting all the renovations, getting the team hired. And so, yeah, we're excited to work with women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. It's going to be called Mayor's House after Alex's mom. Yeah, my mom passed away from pancreatic cancer back in 2015, and today happens to be Mother's Day. Yeah. So um, I'm glad to be able to honor her today. Uh, but, yeah, she's, you know, she, she would have loved it. She was, you know, very hostess-type personality, loved to give back. So we're calling it Mayor's House. Um and it's going to be the same kind of intention. It's and and you know, these these ladies are going to need to get jobs. Um, all, all the same programmatical stuff that we have for the men, uh, for the most part. So that's beautiful. And so, from a staff standpoint, I mean, obviously at the men's house, there's men's you know male staff, and then yeah, the it's going to be all it's going to be a staff. whole different story, whole yeah, different staff. We're not going to be really. Um, as hands-on exactly. you know. <laughs> exactly. I'll still be working with the families, but um, all the staff at the house will be women. So For the most part, yeah. 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 So how are you seeing people currently reaching out to the grounds? I mean, uh, are people literally just calling? Are they emailing? I mean, do you guys do any sort of advertising for this, or is, is it pretty... Well, we do, and, and and Scott's the point person. Honestly, mm -hmm. because we're so small and we're boutique, like I, I don't do any pay per click or SEO stuff. Uh -huh. It's just once you get into that world, it's like it's a whole different animal, you know. Right. So, I mean, I we probably have pretty piss poor Google positioning, which <laughs> whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. as long as somebody can find us when they search us, um, that's all that matters. But yeah, if they just go on the recovery dot, you know, the grounds recovery dot com. Um, and, you know, Scott's intake number's there. That's generally how families reach out. Mm. It's pretty simple. And uh, It's word of mouth. I mean, these yeah, guys exactly. are – you're changing these guys' lives. And yeah. you're, you're, you're being such a big part mm -hmm. of their life. And so how can they forget about you? Exactly. You so know? a lot of families are talking to other families. Right. There's a lot of uh, networking and support groups that goes on amongst the families. Um also, you know, we work with consultants who are working with a family from the very beginning when the kid starts having issues and they find them a place to go. And sometimes they put us on the table for aftercare, after treatment. So it works like that, too. So, And are you ever flying out? I mean, you were talking about kids out on the East Coast. Are you ever <laughs> flying out, meeting them personally, talking to the parents? Are things done on Zoom? And I know it's you know difficult yeah. right now because of the whole COVID ordeal. So. Yeah, you know, well, we go visit a lot of programs, uh -huh. and I'm able to go. So we tend to, like, our lane is we get a lot of guys from wilderness treatment. Mm -hmm. So that's um, basically you can either send your kid to inpatient residential treatment or wilderness treatment, which is we find the outcomes are so much better. Alex went to wilderness when he was a kid. So um, what, what are the differences for those listening that are not uh, educated on the lingo and the differences and stuff? I think, you know, wilderness is more um, – I mean, there's definitely – very different variations of wilderness treatment, but really just to keep it simple is when you think of a wilderness program, it's the primary treatment element of the therapy and the detox and all that important stuff. But instead of being, you know, in a center um, or, you know, kind of like a residential building the whole time, you're actually out in nature. You know, you're, you're doing, you know, backpacking, rock climbing, rafting, just, you know, 
a lot of that outdoor stuff. And going mm. back to that young adult population, whether you're active or not, I mean, if you're an active person, which a lot of our young adults are, um, it, it's a lot more appealing, you know, because mm-hmm. you can move and be outside. And, and But also, too, there's that sense of when you're out in nature, it's like, it's wow, humbling. there's something bigger than me, right? Right, and yeah. there's there's that uh, f- first taste of I'm not the universe, you know. Like there's something greater than myself, <laughs> yeah. and so that's what I really love about it too. Is uh, that seed gets kind of planted in wilderness, but I think just because you know we are so adventure therapy based with our surfing and our yoga and stuff, we want guys, ideally, if they're doing the work on the front end, to, to be active as well mm-hmm. before they come to us. So. I could be, I mean, if I had a choice, I'd probably want to be outdoors and not yeah, be yeah. stuck inside. Unfortunately, know. when you're like the person that's about to go to treatment, you're not thinking of like, you're just thinking of God, this is going to be terrible. Terrible. Yeah, no matter what. But yeah, if I had a choice, I would have loved to go to wilderness. And, sure. and, yeah. and, and there are great treatment centers out there. Yeah, we're not, not there's wilderness. no smashing. No, 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 here. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's just like it, for, for us specifically, it, it tends to be the most compatible. Um, but. No, there's there's a lot of good options for for everybody out there. You know, uh, a big issue for me though is a lot of just treatment in general. I feel like has all kind of become the same in a lot of ways. Mm. It's sort of the same. You know, get detox, get stabilized, then the insurance company bounces you into outpatient for mm. as long as they're willing to pay for it. So it's like I think back 10, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of treatment programs were very unique in what they did and because of of insurance and managed care it's like it's all kind of become a, a lot of the same and so you know we're i think the grounds is very unique in the sense that you know we just focus on life skills and, and, and right. stay in our lane that way so, yeah we are allowed to create our own program because we're not attached to an insurance company so yeah. we don't have to yeah because we don't see guys that really you know, are ready for our, our level of care, we don't want to put them in a classroom five days a week, you know, doing more groups when they just came from that. Well, and insurance, insurance is not going to, like, they think, they don't recognize life skills and coaching as something that they're like, <laughs> we're not going to pay for that. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going off of like a, an old set of criteria. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so that causes a lot of conflict of interest because you're not really doing what's best for these kids. Yeah. So you're just doing what's like prescribed of you to mm-hmm. do like this is this is what you need to do to operate mm-hmm. rather you guys are like well we don't have those ties so we can actually provide a very customized experience for these for these kids 100 percent. yeah i mean insurance will only pay for acute levels of care meaning like hospitalization detox and then some of that outpatient work but yeah i mean that's just how it is that's huge so. But we do do a lot of clinical. So like the way the grounds works is we have Tuesdays and Thursdays are completely mapped out for the guys. They aren't allowed to work jobs on those days. And they're doing, you know, individual therapy, uh, two, three process groups a week and life skills stuff, surfing, skiing, fishing, everything else. But so that sounds fun. Sign me up. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a really good combination of like everything you need at this stage when you get out of treatment. So you have to manage their time. You know, it's like, okay, we're not allowed to work Tuesday, Thursdays, but I got to work 25 hours throughout the week on these other days. Right. And so we just pack in, like Scott said, all that clinical work on Tuesday, Thursdays. And it's cool because in the PB area, a lot of the jobs 
when guys come and apply and they say, I can't work Tuesday, Thursday, they know exactly, like, oh, you're at the grounds. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. So, so you guys have really established yourselves yeah. in the community. <laughs> Let me guess, grounds way. guy. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And the job is the hard part. That's where all everybody drags their feet because they're like trying to find the perfect job. And we really just knock that out. We take them down to where we know they're going to get hired. We don't let them overthink it. I mean, personally, when I got out of recovery or out of treatment, I was like, I'm not working at Starbucks, right? You know, and that's all I knew. I wasn't going to work at Starbucks. <laughs> but, you know, like I was really aimless for a minute, like a month there trying to figure out what I was going to do. But like with our guys, they're working like second, third weekend, you know? Yeah. We're just like, you're not overthinking this. This isn't your career, you know? Yeah, this doesn't define you. You're not yeah. going to work here forever, but this is just what you have to do right now, right? Like <laughs> yeah. lean into the discomfort, right? It's like... Well, you're teaching them accountability. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, hey, you have somewhere to show up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, you actually have to be accountable to this job. And um, are, are these businesses like ever coming back to you and be like, hey, your guy didn't show up for his shift? It's happened, it's happened, you know. I mean, yeah. we've definitely been known to send a little gift basket to a place that's done <laughs> tremendous work for a lot of our guys. But usually yeah. it's just because they've given our guys such a shot. We're so grateful for them to, you know, be able to hire so many of our guys. Um, and I'm yeah. sure that a lot of them are very, very grateful to have the job. And so they work their tail off and they're yeah. they're happy to have them there because – yeah. They Most are such of the good guys are, that I talk to on the phone are like, when can I work? I want to work quickly. And a lot of programs don't even let them get a job for the first three or four months, you know? Yeah. So they're excited to go to work. It's required by us. So, you know, unless a guy like walks from the program, they aren't missing too many shifts because we're pretty much, we have really strong structure for these guys and accountability. So their case manager is like waking them up and yeah. making sure everybody gets, you know, to work on time. They got to be up in the morning anyway, you know, for morning meditation and stuff like that. So um, it's like real life, but with really strong guardrails is basically the grounds, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. It's and I'm, I'm sure that if they come from the East Coast... And then they surf and they fish and they do all these things. I'm like, we're not going back. We're yeah. staying here. Yeah, exactly. We get that a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it, you know, I mean, and that's that's the, that's the best case for them. I mean, it, no matter where they go, if they can stay plugged into all the fellowship that they've created for themselves long term, anybody in recovery, that's that's their best case, right? Mm -hmm. If you're bouncing around trying to reinvent the wheel all the time and make new relationships, it's like stick with your fellowship, you know. Keep it going. So. so it sounds like to me, the stability, the structure, yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah. And having fun right. too. And, and, you know, but it's, it's all of those things. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta touch all those bases for sure. Structure awesome. and accountability really, you know, take away the anxiety in the beginning when you're newly sober, you know, too much time going, what am I going to do? Or dreaming like, yeah, I got to get back out there, but I have no idea how to do it, you know? Those cause people to relapse. Exactly. You know? Like that's the biggest issue right now. You have all these – you have a lot of kids that have tons of anxiety and poor time management skills. Uh. And so that catches up with them and they don't even know where to get started. And all they really need is just somebody to say, okay, let's take all that crazy stuff that's in your head and let's make <laughs> a list. And we're just going to start with the first thing and we're going to get as far as we can with this list, you know? And – uh that's a huge issue right now. And it's called, you know, I love this. It's like esteemable acts of self-esteem. Mm -hmm. You got to do esteemable acts of self-esteem, right? And that's just the basics. Getting up on time, showing up to work. I know there's a lot of people that hear this and go, yeah, that's real life. Like, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, it's just 
it's but for different. these guys, it's not. It's, it's yeah. foreign. It's a yeah. foreign concept. It's the first time they're doing that in right. a lot of cases. Sometimes it's the first time they're even working. You know, wow. they're coming. You know, a lot of these kids are coming after having blown out from college or academic probation, so they haven't had to really manage their schedule besides trying to go to class and maybe not even pulling that off. So, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of firsts going on. So, you know, that's a lot of programs don't want to deal with that hard stuff. So, you know. Where like when a guy gets a job at the grounds, he gets a new bank account that his case manager is attached to. So we see all the spending. So we work on, um, you know, fiscal responsibility, you know, and that's like helpful because these guys are used to just, you know, living like right at the end of their nose, you know. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they get like 800 bucks saved up and they think they can just ride off in the sunset. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, okay. I'm out of here. I got 800 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell you, maybe that will work somewhere in Arizona, but not in San yeah. Diego. That's going to last know, you man. a week, maybe. Yeah. yeah. If that. If so. that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's <laughs> the fun stuff, you know, that we get to work on. and um, But that's that's what's really important is, is yeah. just, you know, okay, I'm paying my cell phone bill. You know, I'm paying my car insurance. And extracting that from the family. Like saying, exactly. he needs to get his own cell phone bill, even though I know you guys like to keep him on the family plan. Right. And parents yeah. have, no, like, they hear that for the first time and they're like, wait, how is that going to help? How's that going to work? And we have to break all that down. And then it's just like, you know, this light comes on and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, remember how we learned how to pay bills? <laughs> By just starting to pay bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you it's have like, to do it to know how yeah. to do it. Yeah, so, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, clearly you guys are making a massive difference. I mean, the last seven years you've been doing this and, you know, now also with an opening of a, of a women's program, I mean, that's going to be huge. Yeah. So, you know, I really appreciate you guys coming on because I know this has been a really tough year for a lot of people and – the substance abuse has skyrocketed. I think people haven't been talking about it enough. Yeah. And it's guys like, like you who are making this, this stuff happen. That's actually making a difference. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, man. Thanks, and thanks for, for having us on. And yeah. you know, this is, uh, yeah. I mean, all, all we can do is just, all we have is our story and our experience. And if we just try to share that and, and hope it makes an impact somewhere. And so thank you for giving us this platform to do that. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. Very cool. So. Nice view. It's the traction. It's <laughs> yeah. the traction versus the promotion. You know. Yeah. I mean, you guys are living. You guys are living an amazing life yourselves and doing really well. And exactly. I think that is um, the biggest, you know, promoter in all yeah. of this. So, excellent. Well, thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate you.